Thanks for listening to Mike Douglas, Michigan's retirement coach. And I'm Heather Branch here with Mike talking about things we can all be working on now in effort to better prepare for our financial future. When it comes to your retirement planning, today is the day to get started because your retirement's hopefully going to be many decades of a happy, healthy, long retirement. And so we got to make sure you're financially healthy as well. And that's what Mike and his team are here to help you figure out in a plan of your own. You can start your own conversation about your retirement savings. Visit us anytime, lifeplanwealth.com. We also have links posted in the show notes. So you can just click there or again, find us at lifeplanwealth.com. As we get into, I, I was saying before I hit record, I was like, man, I wish I'd been recording when you were like, no, I love taxes. And I was like, I found the one guy. That's right. There can <laughs> only says, be one. Who said that statement That's out loud? That's me. I'm the one. We're coming on. It's not, we're not even coming on. We're coming on springtime, but we're in the, th- the full throes of tax season, are we not? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's that time. So let's talk about taxes because if we said it once, we haven't said it enough. Um, the idea that we as Americans have been taught when it comes to taxes, Every year, first quarter of the year, it's time to start talking to our accountants and figuring out what we can save or what we'll have to write to the government come April 15th. However, where you come in, the work you do is we want to change the mindset, particularly of those getting close to retirement and those saving for retirement, of how we view taxes and how we view our tax planning. Because there is so much work that we can do for trying to reduce our taxes in our retirement years. So, We are currently enjoying the lowest tax rates we'll ever see in our lifetime, most people believe. And most of that is due to the Trump tax cuts that were passed in 2017. The bad news is that those are going to expire. That's what the law is set to at the end of next year. So time is ticking. And that is unless, of course, Congress doesn't act to continue those tax cuts. Tax expert Ed Slott tells Morningstar It's an opportune time for an IRA to Roth conversion. Here's what he said. Remember, a lot of your IRA is a debt owed back to the government. Your IRA is an IOU to the IRS. Your IRA is a joint account with Uncle Sam. But here's the difference. With a regular joint account, you generally own half. You have a joint account with Uncle Sam where you don't know what his half will be. That's yet to be determined based on how much money the government needs at the time you take that money out. Now you do know what the rates are. You're in control. Okay, first of all, I love that somebody finally said it. It's much to be determined by the amount of money that the government needs. At because the time that's of re- distribution. I mean, that's yeah. what controls tax laws, right? The government says we need more money, so they raise taxes. Yeah. Well, how many trillions of in debt are we? Uh, 34. Okay. As of right now, as of this conversation, right. that continues to go up. Yeah. So it was, uh, what's interesting is when the Tax and Jobs Act went into effect back in 2018, we were yeah. at $20 trillion of debt. So even just since the Tax and Jobs Act went into effect, the Trump tax cuts, we've gone up 70% gone up of our debt. Much. $14 trillion on $20 trillion. So 70% increase in the last six years. You think about how much money Americans saved to our 401ks, because that's what we have been taught to do for decades mm-hmm. and decades. Save your 401ks, pre-tax money. That hasn't been taxed yet. And the government's going to start looking at that as to how much money is in these 401k accounts and these IRA accounts and say, well, there's a lot of money that we can get and start. God only knows what can be done as yeah. far as changing rules and laws around the money that we've worked so hard to earn and save. So do you agree then, is it time for us to be looking at Roth conversions? 
Yeah, it's absolutely time. And so we're we're in a situation right now. If you look at the history of taxes, for yeah. example, you know we didn't even have any federal income tax as a country until 1916. Prior to that, right. we had no federal income tax. In 1861, President Lincoln put into effect a 3% flat tax for the whole country because we had the Civil War and we we're paying both sides. So he said, all right, everybody pays 3%. And once we pay that debt off, we'll see what happens. So yeah. from 1861 to 1871, we had federal income tax, a 3% flat tax. You make a lot, 3% of a lot, but at least it's only 3%. If you make very little, well, it's 3% of very little. And in 10 years, we paid off the whole Civil War. And what's interesting is in 1871, the government said, we don't need that money anymore. And they returned it to the citizens and canceled the tax. And then we had no, they don't do those things anymore. Then we had no, no federal income tax. No, dollars in debt, no. No, now they repurpose it or they never yeah. tell us that they don't need it. But then we had no federal income tax again until 1916 with World War One. And then instead of doing a flat tax, we built a progressive system where based on how much you earn will determine how much you're taxed. Mm -hmm. And that's the same system we have today. And as a result, now we have this thing where there's these brackets and, and it's kind of like uh, all these different areas. And the more you earn, the more, the higher tax rates. Well, through time, taxes sprinted up, they came back down during the great depression, and then they went up around the time of world war two. And they peaked out at the highest point in history in 1945, when our top tax bracket as a country was 94%, 94%. And the second one below it was 92%. And you can't even conceive that. I can't even imagine. No, it's crazy. And that's federal. That's not including the state tax. And so now remember, though, with these tax systems, if you land in the 94% bracket, it doesn't mean you're entirely taxed at 94. You tax at each bracket until you fill the bracket up. So it's like, a, I always say it's like a one of those water trees where it's a bucket, multiple buckets, and the water overflows in each one. Yeah. You have so much at zero, so much at the first bracket, so much at the, and then you keep filling that bucket up. And only the the water that spills into the next bucket or the dollars in the next bucket tax to that rate. So if you, in 1945, if you had $1 that fell into the 94% bracket, only that $1 was taxed at 94%. Everything else was taxed at the different rates along the way. Okay. But still, you're looking at across the board. At that point, the lowest bracket was 41%. Lowest one was 41%. <laughs> My emojis are back on. <laughs> oh, man. That was the and best timing for it. That was perfect timing. <laughs> oh, man. I did not mean to do that. That's so great. That's staying in. That's staying in the podcast. We're in the podcast. 41%. <laughs> Boom, you, everybody. For those of you listening to the, if you're listening and not watching this on YouTube, what just happened is the, the screen just blew up with fireworks right as he said the number. Please. 41%, everybody. That's the big winner, which is interesting because uh, today's top bracket is 37%, is the most yeah. expensive it can be. Now yeah. it's, then and the lowest is 10. Back then, 41 was the lowest it could be. And so that was our right. system. Well, then today, where do we sit with taxes? Back to the whole head slot. You know, it's an IOU to the IRS. It's so true. Depending yeah. on, think about the guys in 1915. They owned a business. They had employees. They're making a couple hundred thousand dollars and they were doing well. And they were paying 0% federal tax. The next year, the government decided they needed more money. Therefore, that person could land into a 68% tax bracket. The next year, they did nothing different. I'm still employing people. I'm still contributing to the economy. I'm still doing my part. And now I have to give away a chunk of money to taxes. He didn't do anything wrong. They didn't change anything. The federal government changed. And so through the years, you can see where people live their life, but yet they pay different amounts of taxes. Today, we're at pretty historically low rates. If you look at where the tax brackets are now, it's basically where they were during the Great Depression, which is very, very low. It's not a matter of uh, can they go any lower? They can't go any lower. They won't go any lower. Okay. Um, so now we just got to figure out are they going to go up? Well, 
we know that the Tax and Jobs Act expires January 1 of 26. They don't call it raising taxes. They call it sunsetting a program because that sounds much nicer for everybody. Sure. But they are going to sunset the Tax and Jobs Act, which means your deduction credits will go back down a little bit. They'll be adjusted yep. for inflation and your brackets are going to go up a little bit at best. At worst, since we've added the Tax and Jobs Act, we've increased our debt by 70%. Um, and the spending, it keeps on going. So as a result, it could go up quite a bit more. In 2020, uh, then-President Trump ran on the idea of locking in these rates for a longer time, keeping them there. That was his thing. But And again, like you said, not a political stance, but a political statement is this. If one side puts a law into effect, almost always the other side says we have to get rid of it. And that goes both ways, right? Sure. I'm sure that, you know, if a Republican were to win this fall, they'll be like, how can we undo things Biden did? And then when Biden won, he was like, I have to undo everything Trump did. Like, that's just what they do. It's yeah. a it's a little bit of a grandstanding. So that's what's going to happen. So if if we see that, and that's why this, this year's election will be kind of interesting, um, because depending on who wins, we're coming up on a changing tax structure in two years. The next president will be in charge of trying to figure out where the taxes go. And so it's an interesting place to be. But right now, they're historically low rates. And so we have to figure out, does it make sense to pay taxes now? It's kind of like when you go to a grocery store and stuff's on sale. You know, um, if you go to Walmart, Kroger, we have Meyer here. If you have a yellow sale tag and the sales tag says it was $15, today it's $12. It also tells you that the sale goes from Sunday through Saturday. And you can bet Next Sunday, it's back up to $15. So a lot of times what we do is, holy cow, that's on sale and we love that. We buy extra and we throw it in our pantry or we throw it in the freezer or fridge in the basement sure. or, you know, whatever. You try to stock up on things while they're on sale. Taxes are no different. Right now, taxes are on sale for most Americans. For most Americans, you can take your pre-tax IRAs, pay tax on the money and put it into your Roth IRA. Mm -hmm. By doing that, you never have to pay taxes on it again as the laws are currently written. You never have to take money out of it as long as you're living, as the laws are currently written. And if it passes on to your kids, it's tax-free to your kids. So that's pretty cool. Uh, even the last benefit is if you take money out from it, it won't affect your Social Security. If you pull money from an IRA, a pre-tax IRA, if you pull too much, it will cause up to 85% of your Social Security benefits to be taxable. So they can, they'll take the distributions from your IRA, count them against you, determine if they're going to tax your Social Security including the required minimum distributions. So if you convert wow, money from IRA to Roth, it is. It's a tangled web we yes. weave. You know, there's so many rules. And they, you know, retirement's supposed to be, we always say simpler, safer, better. Yeah. A good plan makes life simpler, safer, and better. But the IRS makes it more complicated, mm -hmm. more convoluted. You say, no, no. And they, and they were told all along the way, put it in your 401. We'll, you'll pay taxes at a lower rate in the future. Mm -hmm. And so just do that. And so we do. And we take comfort that the government is giving us good advice. And then we retire and they say, all right, listen, I'm glad you retired. Here's your social security. We're going to get you on Medicare. How much did you want to take out of your accounts? Well, I don't really want to take any out of my accounts. All right. Well, you have to now. You're getting close. You're 73. You have to take money out. Okay. I'll take it. I'll pay taxes. That's fine. You know, when we made you take that money out, it caused you to hit a provisional income tax bracket which means now we're going to tax up to 85% of your social security. Well, I don't want that money. Sorry. Doesn't matter. Well, not, now not sorry. I'm, 
No. And I've run these scenarios with people and I say, all of a sudden you thought you're in a 12% bracket but because this way it worked out. You're actually paying 15, 16, 17%, not because you did something wrong because the government wanted some money. Mm-hmm. And so that's the rule. Now it's part of it. There are rules to the game. Yeah. We just need to know the rules and build plans that are proactive. Uh, last summer, I remember sitting with this, um, she's now a client, but at the time she went through and she goes, I just feel like every year I'm just getting taken. Like every year she couldn't put her finger on it. I'm not growing. I feel like I'm paying more in taxes, all these questions. But she says, how could I possibly know? You know, I mean, nobody can know. I said, no, we can know. And so we did some research and I showed her. I said, you're pulling from this account. Why are you pulling from this account? Oh, I asked my guy and I said, hey, I need 20 grand. He goes, okay, I'm going to send you 20 grand. Mm -hmm. And he pulled it from my IRA. Why did he pull from your IRA? Well, because, you know, at some point I'm going to have to pay taxes on it. So we might as well do it today. Mm -hmm. I just ran a quick analysis. I said, if we had done 10000 from your IRA yeah. and then done the other 10000 from your other accounts, you would have paid zero federal income tax because we could have stayed below a threshold. But instead, because he went over to it, all of a sudden we had to trigger this tax. And so there's all these different things, federal income tax on your social security, I should say. So because he took the twenty grand out of her IRA, it caused 85% of her social security to be taxed as ordinary income. And this was her financial advisor at the time? Yeah. And it's because when she says, well, when we talked, had quite a few talks about this, like there's a difference between a financial advisor and a CFP, a certified financial planner who is trained and educated on taxes, who is trained and educated on estate planning, who's trained and educated on distribution of assets appropriately. So if you just have someone who sold you an annuity, someone who does your stocks and you ask for tax advice, they'll probably tell you, I can't give it to them. I'm not a a CPA. I can't give you that advice. But then if they are giving you distributions from your assets, that's tax advice. That is saying, if you take from here, it's appropriate, even including taxes versus taking from there. And they're not even trained to do that. So that's one of the biggest issues in retirement planning. You live in the net. You live in what you keep. Yeah. So it's like you can make 100 grand, but if after taxes you make 70 grand, you, you make 70 grand. That's right. And so in the same way, retirement's no different. It's how do we keep our money? How do we sustain our money? Don't overpay in taxes, but pay when it's appropriate and pay up to certain thresholds and have a tax strategy. That's what CFPs do is they give you a tax strategy, not just a reactive, okay, well, I guess we got to settle up thought process. The idea of, like you were just pointing out, getting to keep more of your money. You've worked this hard. You've come this far. Being able to to have more of it in your bank account, obviously, goals for all of us. Lifeplanwealth.com. That is where you can go to begin the conversation with Mike and his team. Do you have a tax plan for not just your retirement savings, but for all of the years that you want to live in your retirement with the different income streams you're going to have? That was another conversation I was having with another one of our, our colleagues, the idea of how your approach to taxes changes when you get into retirement. Because like for me and my husband, we each have one job. We don't have, you know, different things. We, we each get a W-2. Our tax process is very simple right now. But when we retire, if we have withdrawals from 401ks and we have stock dividends and we have social security and we have all these different things coming, it's just, it's a different web. Speaking of webs, we weave. Mm-hmm. So that I think a lot of probably Americans face that where they did, they just had one W-2 every single year. Taxes were simple. Then you get into retirement and maybe you've got some rental properties, got all these other, all these things to give you to just to build up your income. So now just filing is different, is it not? Oh yeah. I mean, you're just getting hit every different way. And so that's where a financial plan without addressing taxes It's like coaching two players on a basketball team Mm -hmm. and saying, I hope the whole team wins. Well, if you have 
rentals. That's a tax opportunity, but it's also a it's a potential liability if you don't do it right. right. If you're pulling from Social Security, you have your pension, you have your 401ks, you have all these different things. And then you say, well, I'm going to pull this out, do this. Well, how does it affect your Medicare costs? How does it affect that? There's all these things that work together. And I can't imagine, and I say basketball team is probably in the wrong example. It's more like being a, a conductor of a symphony hmm. where you have all these pieces mm-hmm. and they're all doing separate things. They're all playing different parts. But yet when they come together, it's a beautiful soundtrack. It's not an instrument. It's a musical experience for everybody that you enjoy. Because even though they're all doing their different parts, they're all on the same sheet of music, being conducted by the same conductor. At any point, you could stop them, and they're all in the same measure on the piece of paper. All playing something completely different. That's what a, a financial advisor is supposed to do. Not just say, listen, I'm just coaching the tubas. Yeah. yeah. Everybody else is on their own. Yeah. And all it sounds like do, 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 you know, yeah. that's it. But instead you have this whole orchestra and you got flutes and violins and they're playing these beautiful lines. And then you have when the low end of the orchestra comes in, you know, you're all those, it all comes together and it's beautiful sound and it's a soundtrack. It's an experience versus just an instrument. And that's the difference in a solid financial plan is that it's all these things coming together looking at everything, addressing the risk, addressing long-term care, addressing life insurance needs, addressing debt, addressing financial budgeting, addressing all these things and saying, all right, we've got a plan for all of them and we're going to make sure that they work in sync because it's not just a matter of what stocks do I buy? What mutual funds do I buy? What do I sell? It's not just a matter of how much you pay in taxes. It's not a social security filing. It's not, it's all of it and putting it all together in one place. So let's get to work on that. You can visit us, lifeplanwealth.com. There is a button right at the top of the page. Start your retirement roadmap today because the road to retirement, it can be paved with taxes, (laughs) but let's work to reduce what you're going to be paying to Uncle Sam, working to help you keep more of your money. We can make it it simpler, safer, and better. That's that's, That's that's goals. That's goals. Mike Mm -hmm. and his team are here to help you do just that. Again, lifeplanwealth.com. We also have links posted in the show notes so you can just click there. Or again, visit us anytime, lifeplanwealth.com. Thanks for listening to Michigan's Retirement Coach with Mike Douglas. To learn more, visit lifeplanwealth.com. Michael Douglas is an investment advisor representative of Stewards Wealth Planning, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Douglas is licensed in your state, please call 517-323-7526. Stewards Wealth Planning, LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael B. Douglas, NPA. PN number 9650939.